Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey there, it's Debbie and welcome to Playback Friday. Most Fridays, I re-release one of my favorite conversations from the archive. So unless you're a longtime listener of the show, there's a good chance you haven't heard this one yet. And even if you have, you just might get something completely different from it listening to it this time around. I would have prepared more for difficult people than challenging tasks. The tasks were all too easy and the people were all too hard. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today's episode is another Kids POV special with my son, Asher. A few months ago, Asher and I recorded an episode about his upcoming summer camps, specifically a sleepaway camp at Space Camp in Alabama. And Asher shared what he worked on over the spring to get prepared for tricky situations he predicted might come up. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend you go back and check it out. You can find it at tiltparenting.com session 59. At the end of that episode, we promised to do a post-camp follow-up so Asher could share how things went, whether or not his strategies worked, and more. So that's what today's episode is about, Summer Camp Part 2. I will say that camp ended up being a bit of a disappointment for Asher, and in addition to dealing with his own emotions surrounding feeling let down, he was also feeling bad because he knew so many people were rooting for him and wanted it to be this amazing experience for him. So I'm really proud of Asher for sharing his experience for this podcast. Oh, and for those of you listening to this with your kids, be aware that while talking about another boy at camp who especially caused challenges for Asher, Asher calls the other boy an idiot. I wasn't sure whether or not to keep that part of the conversation in the final episode, but I ultimately decided to leave it in as it led to a discussion about considering what might be going on for another person when we find their behavior challenging. Anyway, I hope you like the episode. And before we get started, I wanted to invite you to join over 600 other parents and take part in our free virtual Differently Wired 7-Day Challenge. Every day for 7 days, you'll get a short video delivered to your inbox featuring a practical shift you can make in your world to help you have a more positive and optimistic experience in parenting your unique kid. You'll also be invited to join a private Facebook group with other parents who participated in the challenge. We've heard from parents that the challenge has made an immediate difference in their day-to-day life, which is fantastic because that's exactly why we created it. Sign up and get started right away at tiltparenting.com slash seven day. And now I'll get on with the show. Hi, Asher. Hello. So we are live today to talk about kind of part two or the sequel to Asher Goes to Camp. Yep. Are you up for having a conversation about that? Yeah. Because perhaps you've noticed, but a lot of people are very curious to hear how camp went. Specifically Space Camp, because that's one we 
talked the most about and that you kind of did the most prep work for, but I think we should share about both your camp experiences. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. One was better than the other. Well, let's not bury the lead. Let's just dive right in. Let's talk about space camp. I guess, you know, just to answer the question, how was space camp for you? It was not the one that was better. It was not the one that was better. Surprisingly. Yeah, it was surprising. You were disappointed with the overall experience. So let's get into that and talk talk about that a little bit. And I should say that before we went, before you went, there were a lot of expectations about space camp, right? Yeah. From all the people saying it was the best week of their life. Right. Mm. As it turned out, it wasn't the best week of your life. Yeah, now I'm bitter. You're bitter? Yes. Why are you bitter? Because it was supposed to be great and it wasn't. And everyone else thinks it's great. Well, I think it is great for so many people. I think that so many people it's a really good fit for. And I think what we realize is that it probably wasn't the best fit for you. Yeah. You want to share what some of the challenges were for you? Why, why it wasn't such a good fit for you? Well, I mean, the space part was too easy. Right. People were impressed that I knew the name of the first person to go on a spacewalk. I mean, they're going to space camp. And they were impressed that I knew something about space. (laughs) Well, again, you are an expert in space. I mean, this is one of your areas of deep interest. You have read so many books about space, you over and over again, I might add. And so you do know a lot than not just your average person, but even a lot of space buffs, you probably know more. So I think it would have been difficult for your mind to be blown in terms of the information you learned at space camp. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. So I think we were thinking you were with a group of 12 to 14 year olds and we were thinking, well, by this age, most of the campers are probably really, really into space. Like probably all want to be astronauts and are going to take it really seriously And that you'd be really with your people. And I think that that was one thing that ended up not being as true, at least in your group, right? Yep. Everyone had a kind of, it would be cool to go to space attitude. Right. Whereas yours is what? Mine is, I want to go to space and I wanted to before I went to space camp. Everyone else was just like, space is cool. Can I go to space camp? Sure. Yeah, so that's just a that is a an expectations disconnect there. And I think we both probably had built it up to be more than it even could have possibly lived up to, to be quite honest. No. It was nothing like the movie. Okay. Especially not the more recent one in which the Space Camp kids saved the world. Have I seen that one? No. I haven't either. Oh. But at Space Camp, they had a big room where they just showed all the films about Space Camp. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, it was like a hallway with lots of televisions just playing the same movies over and over about Space Camp. Oh, that's so funny. And I looked at one and I was like, that's nothing like Space Camp. Well, getting back to your experience that week. So you were 
it was um, six days, five nights. You were allowed to call at night and you did call me a couple evenings just to check in. And one of the things you said to me really stuck with me. You said, I said, how is it, you know, compared to what you were thinking it was going to be like? And you said, well, the space stuff is a lot easier than I expected, but the other stuff is a lot harder. I didn't say other stuff. I said people stuff. No, actually, specifically, I said the I said the space part is easy, but the camp part is hard. Okay. So, what did you mean by that? Uh, nope. Barely anybody else in my group was nice. There was one kid who was really nice, but he was really nice to everybody. Well, is that a bad thing? No, but so you didn't really connect really with many kids at the camp. No. Yeah, he said he said I was the only person he actually liked and that everyone else he was just being nice to on principle. Okay. Which was nice. That is nice. But for you Yeah, but he was the only nice person in the whole group. And what was that like for you then being you know, just kind of I'm curious about your personal experience knowing who you are, like how did you how did you get through a week where you were with a group of kids that you really didn't connect with? It was not nice. How did you do it? Um, I don't really know. <laughs> I think that I would be able to say I'd gone to space camp, that I could have soft pretzels. Would you care to explain that for listeners, why that would matter? We're staying at a hotel next to a mall that had soft pretzels. And just for the record, it's very hard to find soft pretzels in Amsterdam. So oh, it's we, impossible. When we go to the U.S. or or if Asher's dad goes to Germany. We, yeah, yeah. He always picks up pretzels. It's great. Yeah, so they're a big motivator. Okay. So knowing you could have soft pretzels and just having the street cred of saying that you survived yeah, or that you went to space camp. I didn't really I didn't really learn anything. I don't feel like didn't learn anything about space. Well, what did you learn about then? I don't know. Camp that that I don't like not nice people. <laughs> I work really well with nice people, but mean people I get even meaner. Yeah. To them than they were to me. Mm. And then it all spirals downhill. Yeah. If somebody's mean to me at the start, then I'll be mean to them at the start. Right? If I go like, hi, my name's Asher. Shut up. Right? Then I'll get, then I won't like them. Right. I will not try to be nice anymore. I hold grudges. Well, that's hard. It is hard when from the outset someone is, is unkind. It's hard to kind of shake that off and change the way you feel about them. So... What were some of the other, this is a question that one of the listeners of our first episode had, just what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced while at space camp? Was it the unkind kids or, or not connecting with kids or what else was hard or challenging? That was challenge. Okay. What did that look like, that challenge? It looked like having to spend a week with a bunch of people I didn't like very much and who didn't like me. Hmm. That's a tough situation. I mean, I've said this to you before, but I want to say it again. Even though you left that camp feeling like feeling disappointed and as if it was a letdown and not at all what you expected or hoped it to be, 
at the same time, I think it's important to acknowledge that you got through a week of sleepaway camp in an environment that was really challenging for you. Yeah, I mean, the camp could call and say, you know what, this isn't working out, come pick up your kid. Or you didn't call me and say, this is terrible, I want to come home. This is terrible, come get me. You called me and you said, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. But you also tried to be optimistic and find something to share with me that was either funny that it happened or maybe one thing each day. So I think that is, again, even though it wasn't what you hoped it would be, it's kind of a big deal that in an environment like that, I didn't get one call from the camp and you got through it. You didn't have any alone time that week. You didn't have time to kind of just be by yourself and read or kind of get yourself grounded again. And you were in this environment that was really tricky and you did it. So I think that's kind of a big accomplishment. Yeah. And another thing was phones. That was another challenge. Nobody else was interested in socializing. The second we had to like wait in line or the counselor was going away to do something, everyone would whip out their phones and start playing video games. And they were all playing the same video game. They would all talk to each other. But since I didn't have a phone and wasn't interested in the game, nobody talked to me. Mm-hmm. So everyone else talked to each other about video game about a video game they liked and became friends. So I didn't have a phone. Mm-hmm. I don't see why anyone would need a phone. If I were to get a phone, I would get one of those flip phones that just has that just has nine buttons on it. Well, that's where you and probably 99% of other 12-year-olds would The only differ. reason I would want a phone is so that people can reach me when I'm not at my computer. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this quick break. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of Gotcha Day when we adopted our sweet Haskell, my cat who acts like a dog, plays fetch, and who I'm pretty sure has sensory processing differences. Are you getting a new pet soon? That means you'll need to think about getting the necessities like food, toys, a bed. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. There's so much more to maintaining a healthy gut microbiome than eating a balanced and healthy diet, travel, certain medications, and of course, something many of us have plenty of in our daily life, stress, are just some of the other factors that can totally throw off our systems. Enter Ritual. 
They created Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Their supplement includes two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. I like Symbiotic Plus because it delivers all this goodness in one single nested minty delayed released capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. And because the capsules don't require refrigeration, I just keep them on my desk so that I get that helpful visual cue every morning. Plus, they're easy to bring with me when I travel. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. Yeah, that's tricky. So then that dynamic kind of set up a situation where you were excluded because you couldn't participate in something that all the other kids were doing a lot of the time. Yeah. That's tricky. Let's talk about for a minute the way that you had prepared and worked with Kate over this spring to get ready for camp. Did you feel that some of that work helped you in terms of just tuning in more with your emotions or managing things that were upsetting to you? Not really. Not really? No, but I'm sure it will be useful in other areas of life, besides the space camp area. I also have a hunch that whether you even realize it or not, that work impacted you, just in terms of the way that you know yourself better and have a better understanding of things that are tough for you and how you might work through them. Yeah. So, all right, here's another question from a listener. Can you ask Asher what strategy was most helpful to him or what support most got him through the week? Soft pretzels. Really? Soft pretzels are what you got got you through the week? No, actually, it was more Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> yeah, say more about that. Yeah, I was thinking about doing Kerbal Space Program, doing real space stuff. <laughs> it did actually, now that you mentioned that, you were excited to create some new designs and do some more things in Kerbal Space Program after Space Camp. Yeah. I wanted to have a good space experience. Mm. But didn't you also learn some things that you wanted to try uh, exploring in Kerbal Space Program? No, actually, I said I didn't learn anything about space. Oh, okay. It's quite a shame. I mean, it's called Space Camp. Well, and just for the record, this episode is not a diss on Space Camp at all. In general, we have friends who've gone and who've absolutely loved it. And I... Yeah, just don't, don't go to Space Camp if you're really serious about space. Only go if you're like someone who's mildly interested. And make sure to get a good group. Don't get a group that's all mean. Well, or plays video games on their phones when you don't have one. So and I wouldn't say that even if you're really seriously interested in space, it's not worth it because it everybody's different, right? So everyone's going to experience this through their own lens and with their own expectations. And I think what we realized is that for you, it wasn't the best fit. And I think that was more of a cultural fit than anything else in terms of the culture of the organization not being... I single-handedly won trivia night out of the entire camp. (laughs) See, there you go. That was a positive experience. (laughs) Single-handedly. It was just like, um... Um, um, I don't, it's like, who did the first docking with the space station mirror? Um, 
I don't know. Um, um, that astronaut with a weird name, Hoot Gibson. And we look it up. It's Hoot Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of knowledge about space and that head of yours. I just guessed randomly. We got it right. That was the hardest question on the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, um, that guy with a weird name. Yes, it's him. That's yeah. funny. Okay. One more question specifically about space camp. So knowing what you know now, how would you have prepared differently for space camp? I would have prepared more for difficult people than challenging tasks. Mm -hmm. The tasks were all too easy and the people were all too hard. Hmm. Ash, that is such a great takeaway. Again, even though this wasn't the experience you wanted it to be, having that awareness is so good. And I think that's a great thing for the future to think about. Okay, now we know that this is what really can trip me up. And how can we work on gaining some skills and strategies to help in these very specific situations? So I think that's great. Yeah. All right. So we're going to switch gears to talk about your second camp experience. And then I have a few general questions from listeners. So the second camp you went to was you want to tell listeners? It was eye to eye camp and it was much better everyone there was incredibly nice well actually i was going to say one thing about the worst kid at space camp okay which i may or may not keep in the episode <laughs> okay okay he was making fun of kids with adhd mm. he had add and he said that it was that adhd was way worse don't get them mixed up <laughs> and i'm like they're the exact same thing that is so interesting. And it makes me wonder where that comes from. Like, is that something he's heard? Or is that something? I think it's something he made up to feel better about his ADD. I bet you he thinks that stuff like that is negative, And so he should distance himself from it by making it seem like there are people who are more negative. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is. And he made fun of me for having quote unquote anger management problems. He was a total idiot. Jeez, oh, Asher. He was. Who makes fun of people for having anger management problems? If you do, you made someone angry that you don't want to be angry at you. Well, and if you're wrong, then you're wrong. <laughs> And you've made someone angry. If you're wrong, then you seem stupider and you have someone angry at you. Well, my hunch is, Asher, as I've said, that that some people enjoy getting a big rise out of you because when you are upset, your reactions can be pretty big that some people find them entertaining, actually, because it's like, wow, that is quite a display of anger right there. So my hunch is that that's what was going on there, that he for whatever reason, found your reaction interesting and was trying to provoke you to... The entire group unanimously hated him. Every single person. So that that bums me out for him. He I mean... He to everyone. There was one day when he, when he was doing jinx where two people say something. Yeah, and every time someone started a sentence, he would finish it and jinx them. And then he would never say their name. And as soon and it, if they tried to talk, he would yell at them for breaking the jinx. So can I ask you a question, Asher? Yeah. So this particular kid you're talking about is differently wired, correct? Yes. So do you think it's possible that 
as a differently wired person, this boy has some challenges relating to people on a social level. And that maybe the way he was manifesting that was by doing the things you're describing as being annoying. Everyone described them as being annoying. Right. But don't you think it's possible that that the way he was behaving was in reaction a response to the way that he's wired and how he was coping with that situation of being at camp of being among a group of kids he didn't know maybe he had his own kind of social anxieties coming up and he acted out in that way to cope you think that's possible maybe we'll be right back after this quick break hey there it's debbie I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So I just want to throw that out there because sometimes the way that you, for example, might react could be really off-putting and or annoying to other kids. And they may not recognize or understand that the way that you're responding to something is a direct result of how you're wired and how you're coping. So I think it's just important to consider that we don't know what's going on for this kid. Just kind of give people a little bit of a break too. I understand that he kind of made your time miserable, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, you're right. 
I'm looking at everything with with bad colored glasses. <laughs> Everything's bad. Everything that's already bad is worse. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you you were pretty disappointed, so it's hard to kind of flip yeah. that. So expectations are risky. If you expect something and it is or it's better, then it feels better than if you hadn't expected it. But if you expect something and it doesn't pay off, then it's worse than if you hadn't expected it. Yes, they are tricky. It's tough to manage them. So one of the things I do is just kind of prep ahead of time and look at, you know, how I want to be no matter what happens. I usually try to expect as well as I can and risk it. Risk being disappointed. Yeah, because it pays off if you're right. If you're right. Which I was not. Not in this case. Let's talk about then the positive camp experience you had at Eye to Eye. And just for listeners, Eye to Eye. He's by David Flank. He's awesome. Yeah. So David Flink, who's the founder of Eye to Eye National, which is a mentoring organization that pairs high school and college students with attention and learning issues with middle school kids with those same issues. So they run a week-long camp out of New York City, and it's a day camp. So it was from eight to five every day for a week. And it was such a great way to end our trip. And you want to tell us what the camp was like for you, Asher? Everyone was so incredibly nice. This is not an exaggeration. This happened to me. If you accidentally stepped in their foot, they would apologize for being in your way. <laughs> and we just told a friend that story who's British. And she asked if everyone at the camp was British because she said that was a very British And I way said to no, be. surprisingly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what this camp was really, it was small, there are maybe 15 campers, and there was like a three to one ratio campers to counselors. So there was a Unlike lot space camp where there was a 17 to one ratio, right, right, it was a very different setup. And what was so great about eye to eye from my experience as a parent was that it really was set up to support kids and building confidence and building advocacy skills. I knew that you were going to be in an emotionally safe environment because it was all about the emotional and social well-being of kids just like you. So you were truly with your people. I mean, they were different people, but they... Yes. Yeah. And everyone had such positive attitudes and enthusiasm and yeah. excitement and... They welcomed you every morning like, hey, Asher, how was your night? And I just... And at the end of camp, they had a big party and everyone got those Hawaiian flower thingies. A lei? Yeah, yeah, those. Everyone got those. I had a green one. Mm -hmm. You still have it. Yeah. And they had our art projects and parents came in and they had made brownies and... Yeah. It was a super positive experience. I'm curious what that experience was like for you. A, did you have any expectations going into that camp? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to risk it. Mm. Well, I did have one expectation. That it wouldn't be as bad as space camp. Mm -hmm. And luckily that one paid off. And what was it like for you being in a group of kids who were wired differently? It was, I didn't really notice. It felt just like being with lots of kids of normal kids who were extra enthusiastic and mm -hmm. nice to me. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of energy in that group, I think. And you'd say you had ADHD and they'd be like, awesome, I do too. Give you a high five. 
How did that feel for you, though? You haven't really been around many kids who have ADHD or that you knew of. It was nice. Everyone everyone seemed more similar to me than they did at space camp. Although there are lots of differently wired kids at space camp, too. I think what we realized is that, you know, this and we can't compare the two camps because they're so different. But what I think we realize is one of our values for when we choose a camp for next year or camps for next year is really making sure that the core values of the camp are in alignment with our core values so that they really are focusing on the social and emotional well-being of their campers, right? Yeah. Because that's really important, in my opinion, is that you can feel safe and respected in that environment and not feel like you have to have your defenses up the whole time. Yeah. So I have a couple other listener questions, and then we're going to end the episode. So one listener wanted to know, what advice would you give your peers about going to their first sleepaway camp? Don't have too high expectations. Hmm. Have low expectations so that you can be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Don't like assume that everyone is going to is going to be incredibly nice and love you, and you're going to be great at all the activities. How did you kind of emotionally take care of yourself at camp? Like, how did you didn't have time? Well, I mean, you were able to call me. That probably helped. Yeah that that was the main thing. But some sleepaway camps people can't call in, so maybe they would write in their write in a journal or something. Yeah, maybe write letters. You can write letters at some sleepaway camps. Okay, so any other advice if they had their first camp coming up? Hmm. I'm thinking of something really advisory, but I'm not sure what it is. You have to have an open mind. If you go into camp with the expectation that everything's going to suck, it will suck. But you just told us to go in with that expectation. No, I said to, I said to go in with expectations not too high. Okay. You don't want your expectation to be too high or too low. If they're too low, you'll have a negative attitude. And if they're too high, then you'll be disappointed. But it's more important for them to be too low. Just to recap, like, sure that I understand what you're saying. You're saying... It's better to have them be too low than too high. So if you have expectations, don't set them too high because you risk being disappointed. At the same time, you're saying... You also want to have an open mind and go in with a positive mindset. Positive attitude. Attitude to make the most out of camp. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Another listener wants to know, did you make connections with anyone at camp, either of your camps, that you plan to keep a relationship with moving forward? I didn't have anyone in particular at Ida camp. Everyone was super nice. Mm -hmm. It was hard to find one person who was extra nice. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, then at space camp, there was this one kid. I remember the really nice one who was mm-hmm. nice to everyone. Mm-hmm. I got his phone number, but I still haven't called him. Okay, but you would you would keep in touch with him. I would. Yeah, if I remembered when I had spare time, and I would say, "Hey, uh, it's that guy at space camp." You know, I I said I would call you last month. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just just didn't have the time, I suppose. Well, he was so nice. He let you borrow his cell phone at night so you could call me. And I heard him say in the background, he's like, I'll let you borrow my phone even when you're back in Amsterdam. Yeah, he was really so nice. Yeah. 
So, all right. And last question that I have from a listener. A listener says, congratulations, Asher, on successfully going to camp. I have a son who misses out on potentially super fun experiences because of anxiety. Do you have any advice for kids who may be scared or anxious of trying something new? Well, you know what Shakespeare said? What's that? He has a great quote that I like. Which is? Our doubts are traitors. They make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. Oh, I don't know that I've heard that quote before. Me either. I I mean, I read it once and it was really good, so I remembered it. Can you put it in layman's terms for our listeners? Basically, you'll never end up doing anything if you think it might go wrong. Because everything might go wrong. If you doubt everything, you'll never end up doing anything. Mm-hmm. So you need to you need to find the thing that has the best chance of working and try that. If it works, maybe try something else and just. I'm thinking of when before we went to space camp, we were sitting outside the hotel. First of all, that whole morning we went for a walk, and you were starting to get anxious. I know, I was. I was getting super anxious. We were sitting waiting for the Uber driver to pick us up, and your legs. I videotaped it. Your legs were jittery bouncing all over the place and you were like oh, i'm so nervous i'm so nervous but you did it like i had a time machine i'd have warned myself not to bother okay but you were experiencing a lot of anxiety that whole morning of you weren't able to really eat you were feeling super anxious how did you push through that to actually get in the car and and go how did you cope with that well you saw i ran go to space camp than not okay so it was worth it you yeah, I was like, I'd rather go to space camp than not. We came to the U.S. We paid for the camp. So you just committed to, you were, you're like, I've committed to this. I'm just doing it, even if it's hard. Yeah. Would you also say, I'm just thinking of kids who do have anxiety around this, that, you know, you can get through, as you did, you can get through things that are really uncomfortable and come out the other side, maybe even learning something about yourself. Yeah. Like, it was not an easy situation for you, but you got through it. Yeah. All right. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Again, just to reiterate, this is not, I don't want this episode to be an anti-space camp episode. This was just our sharing our experience of things that were not a good fit for who you are. And so, but we really just wanted to share what our experience was, we've certainly learned a lot from both of these camps. And we will try more camps again next year. And we'll see if we can find some more positive experiences uh, for you. That's kind of the plan. But uh, is there anything before we go that you wanted to add? No, not in particular. Well, as always, I want to thank you for opening up and sharing with us and with all the listeners, many of whom I know are kids like you. And so thanks for being so honest and open with us today. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, including links to the different episodes and resources Asher and I discussed, visit tiltparenting.com slash session 69. If you like what we're doing here at the podcast, please consider helping us cover some of the production costs associated with making a weekly podcast. It's fast, it's easy, and it's pain-free. 
And for as little as $2 a month, you can make a positive impact here at Tilt Central. To support us, visit patreon.com slash tiltparenting. And lastly, if you like what you heard on today's episode and you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or leaving a review. Both things help our podcast get more visibility. Thanks again for listening. For more information on Tilt Parenting, visit www.tiltparenting.com. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.